0: Talkzone.com.
2: Football Friday here on the Two Guys and the Mike Show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We get football intensive each and every Friday during the elongated football season, right up to Super Bowl Sunday, whatever date that particular day might be. We also take a Sunday off when the uh, Pro Bowl All-Star Game is there. We don't exactly have a football Friday for the Pro Bowl, but uh, we're right in the heart and soul, right in the uh, eye of the hurricane, if you will, the beaten potatoes of the football season. Great time to be a sports fan, and uh, we'll talk a lot of football. We'll sneak in some baseball playoff talk as well, and the two guys at a mic show, Football Friday TalkZone.com. Thanks for joining us. Got the big dog and the coach. We're at your service up until 11 o'clock, other side of the window, Payne, or sometimes we like to call him the Payne. On the other side of the window, it's our producer extraordinaire, David Olson, who has jumped on board, uh, giving us some good uh, sportsmanship, playing along with us. He has joined us as an official schmo. I think he spent a couple of weeks as a schmo intern. But I think big dog Joe Redwanski, after six consecutive weeks of picking games, he's no longer an intern. I think I could safely call our producer, David Olson, an official schmo. Would yeah, you jo- he
3: actually started out. Of course, he wasn't getting paid, No, but he started out a pro. But he has picked his way into yes. becoming just like us and just a regular smoke.
2: Yep. And he is mired in mediocrity right now, with three. as am I, by the way. Uh, I've got two consecutive one-and-twos. He's got three consecutive one-and-twos. You weren't here on one of the days, but I started to rip into Dave a little bit that, you know, if you're going to do something poorly, I say do it with style. You know, throw in a few 0-and-3s, this consistent Level of one and two is anything in life, big dog. A lot of the things we talk on this show, they're life lessons. That's what we're here for. These things apply to life in general. But if you know, the worst thing you can be in life is like below average, less than mediocre. If you're going to be bad, I say do it with style and be really, really bad.
3: Yeah. If you're going to be bad, you <laughs> might as well be like uh the New Orleans Saints of the of the seventies, bad. Yes. You know, yeah. At least they were entertaining.
2: Yeah. I was just taking a look at. uh Tennessee basketball coach Bruce Pearl, if you're going to wear sport coats, be Bruce Pearl bad.
3: Oh, he is. I, I can't stand that slime ball. I never could. Oh, and guess what? He's probably going to lose his job any day now. What a surprise.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Talk
3: about somebody that deserves it. It's funny. Oh, you tell on other people, but, mm-hmm. oh, you're cheating too? So it's the tattletale that actually is just a
2: jerk. All right. I don't want to spend time on Bruce Pearl. I want to start off the uh, – Football Friday and an enthusiastic, positive note. Great games coming up this weekend. Love the NFL slate. The college slate, not bad either. Not bad. Uh, yeah, be fantastic. Yeah, it is. And beat the schmoes. We'll play that game. Invite our listeners to, uh, check in with their thoughts and make their football picks. Any three games you want to pick versus the schmoes. That's me, the big dog and David. 888-463-6748. By the way, I'm holding you responsible, big dog. There was a very good college football game that we were you know, we previewed a couple of big games, but I totally missed out. As apparently you did that the fact that number six has taken on number five. I did not realize that we have LSU at Auburn this weekend in addition to the other quality games.
3: Yeah, I, I guess you could yeah, blame me for that, that I had Absolutely. no idea that you'd even talk college football, but that is one of my beat to smoke picks. Really? But I'm definitely prepared for this particular Ooh, weekend, Coach.
2: A tease, don't 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 tell me. I know you're not a big Les Miles fan, so i got a feeling there's going to be a letter A in front of your pick. But let's tease that for a little later. After break number one, we'll do our Beat the Schmoes football picks. Now, first of all, and I want to get into something, but first of all, how you doing, Big Dog? Everything good? And a lot of females have written in, where might they find you during this weekend? Uh, last weekend, you said you were going to be horizontal. And yeah. then you disappointed a lot of the fans, female fans, by saying it was primarily watching football. Where might they track you down this weekend? Any activities we need to be aware of?
3: Well, Saturday morning, I'll be in line to get a link card. And then Saturday afternoon, I'll be getting some food stamps. <laughs> uh, you meet some nice girls in those food stamp lines.
2: You're not exactly drawing a lot of uh, single females out there. You might be drawing a few married females, though. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm just joking. I'm just Actually, I'll be in the city, and I'll be recouping people's uh <laughs> Overpaid real estate taxes <laughs> in Cook County, Coach.
2: Oh, beautiful. Working on Saturdays as well,
3: huh? Right now, I need to work pretty much seven days a week, Coach.
2: Mm-hmm. What is a link card, by the way?
3: I, I'm not sure, but okay. I, I, I see it all the time. Like in liquor stores, we take mm-hmm. link cards. Okay. And I see like people that look like they need to eat and pay mm-hmm. mortgage. Instead, mm-hmm. they're getting cigarettes and Crown Royal,
2: Coach. Yep. Speaking of which, by the way, and I hate to offshoot this, we talked about a few.
3: After they put their last savings back in that Crown Royal bag, by the way.
2: Yeah, it's sad to see. Sad yeah. to see people that that, that can least afford it are the ones buying the lottery tickets, and of course buying the uh, the liquor, and that's that's what well, we could we could do a whole two hour show on that. But uh, I do have to mention, I don't know if you saw the story about the um, food store, mini Mart store owner in the city of Chicago in the Cabrini Green area. Who got shot and killed? Did you read that?
3: So is it the one on on Halsted
2: and Division? That mm-hmm. one? Possible. Well, I don't know. It's called Munchies, I think, the store. Okay. I had never heard of. Yeah, it is
1: Halstead and Division. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: incredibly sad story. And this guy is of I don't know. Is it Palestinian descent? Uh, a definite foreign, um, Middle Eastern descent. I forget what country. Great guy. Opened up a business in the Cabrini Green area. For our listeners not aware, that's a uh, definitely African American community, uh, very downtrodden. It can be at times quite dangerous without any racial profiling. I think I can safely say that, right? The Cabrini Green area.
3: Bike. I ride my bikes through that area all the time. Really? And people are like, you're out of your mind. It, like, African American people are like, you're crazy. But, like, they want to kill you. I was like, get out of here. I'm going to you know, make a, uh, every once in a while, I do get rocks at me and stuff.
2: I'm going to make a note right here, update my list of potential future co-hosts, just in case. Okay, I'm making a note of that.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, this they, guy,
2: big, they, dog they, they for, big Dog, for, <laughs> for 15 years, and I, and I apologize, I don't remember his name. He got killed early... This past week, 15 years, he had the mini-mart going, and and he uh, befriended many of the citizens in the Cabrini-Green community. When they closed a lot of the apartment buildings there, he did not move his business. He stayed there. He sponsored Little League teams. He supported a lot of the clients that came in there that couldn't afford it, single moms that had babies. He would give them diapers. He would give them cash. He'd go to funerals when people would die. He'd go to uh, hospitals when people were sick. He helped out with kids. And again, a guy who looked like a outsider in that neighborhood. And he dedicated 15 years, and he was like a, a mainstay. I'd never heard of him before, unfortunately. How sad is that? Most of us never hear of American heroes like that until he gets killed, and he gets shot. Not even a robbery, big dog. Not even a robbery. Money was left. His wallet's on him. His watch is on him. And he gets shot and killed about a week ago in the Cabrini-Green neighborhood. How How sad.
3: That's really, really yep. sad. You know that that is a rough, rough neighborhood on Clybourne, and mm-hmm. it's like about thirteen hundred North Clybourne. Mm-hmm. There was a McDonald's that was there. It's the only McDonald's that has ever failed in the history of the world. Well, I know the United States. Maybe I don't know about maybe like the one in Moscow was finally shut down, but it was because it, it would get robbed like five times a week. Like uh, at gunpoint, so they're mm-hmm. like, we're, "We're done with it. We're not. We're no longer. We got to close down." McDonald's like they shut down the McDonald's, the only one that has that ever failed ever in the history of this country. Interesting.
2: Let me ask you this: If I were to uh, build that place up and keep it going and pay you, would you be willing to go into that neighborhood and keep the Munchies place open and alive and kind of fill this guy's role as a friend to uh, friend to the Cabrini Green area?
3: No problem. You just gotta pay me a hundred bucks an hour and you gotta pay each one of my security staff at least thirty bucks an hour and no, then and sir, I need at least
2: twenty five bucks.
3: People and, stop it.
2: So you're saying you would not would not take on that role.
3: I didn't say that. I just gave you the, the okay. condition.
2: Yes, David. Well, I mean, correct me if
1: I'm wrong, big dog, because I just I was just down in that neighborhood not too long ago myself. I mean that area is pretty much gentrified now, except for that section of Larrabee there.
2: Yeah, you're because C- because the, right.
1: the last Cabrini Green building is coming down. What does
2: gentrified mean? Everybody who lived there is now dead.
1: Uh, it's been no, raised is the best way oh, to put okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it's so, been condoized.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you're exactly right, David, Because I used to live there in the mid '90s, right there in Clybourne and North Avenue, and I would I worked in uh, in Streeterville, so I would go through Cabrini Green every single day. Mm-hmm. But what it looks like now is what is opposed to what it looked like in 1996. Oh, no. Absolutely and utterly different, completely different. And you're right, just right there on Larrabee, there's there's still a couple of the high rises, and still and of those high rises that are there, half the windows have boards over them. I mean, yeah. it can't be a good place to live yeah. right now. You got to be an angry person if you're living in one of those particular buildings.
1: No, I I remember going down there in the mid '90s. I used to shop there at that Dominic's. When they okay. first built it, because I mean it was so big and so easy to get out to, but it was like he, he had this—he had the beginnings of a strip mall in, in the middle of the uh, of the ghetto, and it, it was uh,
2: it was a very did interesting you, neighborhood
1: back then to say the least. Did you
2: receive the the WMPI?
1: Enlighten me on what that is—the is, white Coach. man's
2: price increase at the grocery store.
1: I can't say that I did.
2: <laughs> oh goodness! At any rate, that was very very sad, and um, um. Yeah, you know, how, how sad it is sometimes that we talk about American heroes, big dog. They're not the, I don't want to get too off the, off the ledge here, but they're not the sports stars. They're not the Hollywood stars. They're not the MTV stars. They're guys like this dude who kept open his little mini mart for 15 years in a dangerous neighborhood, helping out the clients there when it would have been easy, very easy for him to move on. Those people like that, true heroes, those are the people. That are the true stars in American society. Yeah,
3: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. They're the, the the firemen that work at that same exact neighborhood. Uh, when there's fires, they yes. get shot at by people.
2: Yep, yep. People that work at senior citizen centers, you know, where the, you got seniors or old age, you know, people of old age that are in pretty bad shape, and people that work in those facilities and take care in some pretty. Uh, You know, for most of us, pretty tough situations to do on a daily basis, take care of the agent. You don't hear about those people. Those are the true heroes, not Randy Moss and Chad Ochocinco. Boy, are we off. Yeah. Getting a little epithelial today. I apologize. All right. Now, real quick, before... Before we hit the football Friday, again, welcome everybody. You never know what you're going to get of the two guys in a mic show. We shoot into all kind of offshoots all the time. Some good, some not so good. That's what we are. We hope you enjoy it, at least on occasion. 888-463-6748, that's our phone number. Big dog, before we go over some of the NFL college games and beat the Schmoes, you and me got to go at it a little bit because we didn't get to it yesterday. And I'm hearing it across the board on Sports Talk Radio and in the newspapers. And I'm talking about the hits in the NFL, the new, not new rules, but new emphases on the violent hits in the NFL. And we kind of got into it a little bit on Wednesday's show. I think the show basically ended with me threatening you and then you re-threatening me. It was one of our better endings, quite frankly.
3: I I would love to see you try to hit me, Coach. You, You have no idea how much ass I can bring.
2: Yeah, well, if I hit you like some of the NFL players, I would, you know, you,
1: even though you might be a laugh. little quicker
2: and stronger get than up me. And laugh. Well, no, you, you would, wouldn't because I'd hit you from behind and you would never know That's what's illegal. coming. That's illegal. Huh? That's illegal. What do you mean it's illegal?
3: You could tackle somebody people. from
2: behind. You couldn't catch me. No, you said it's illegal. It's not illegal to tackle somebody from behind. I
3: you meant like block from behind. I, because no. They just hit no. me from it, uh. If we actually were playing football, you couldn't catch me.
2: Here's where I'm coming from. And, and again, I want to get to the gate, but I got to get this off my chest here. And the, the more the week is going on and the more I've heard, the stronger my feeling has gotten on this. And I think, uh, you know, 90% of what I've heard on sports talk radio and even on this particular show has been a bunch of garbage. And I'm, I'm very much on the side of the NFL executives who are taking so much hits. Oh, they're taking the aggressiveness out of the game. They're babying up the game. They're taking away all the big hits that make us love football. We've heard Brian Urlacher and James Harrison, you know, Urlacher talking against the NFL and James Harrison threatening to quit. To me, and I've watched those hits over and over again, big dog, most of those violent hits that the NFL are talking about, I'm completely on their side. Cheap hits didn't need to happen you could have made the play without potentially seriously injuring someone.
3: A, you know, talking to you about this is almost impossible because, one, you have no concept of really what's going on. And think, the other is like to try to explain the difference of mm-hmm. what I, I understand. Helmet to helmet and hitting defensive players are wrong. But something like the Dante Robinson hit on Deshaun Jackson, What what, what the heck was Dante Robinson supposed to do? He was in a zone, a guy ran through it, and he hit the guy. And he hit him in his chest, and all of a sudden that's illegal?
2: Well, it's, was was it's the garbage receiver? Garbage,
3: coach, and you have no concept. This way, how, let, let's, on?
2: let's I, I have a very good concept. Thank you very much. Let's paint the picture here. This is the receiver basically catching the ball and going across the middle right
3: yeah because because he's too stupid to realize it was a zone coverage and he was supposed to sit down and said he went right. through his own coverage so he now deserved to get hit so,
2: so now you're the defensive back and he's coming over your crossing pattern Was the root re- what second the ball is thrown it's right yep. at you and you're
3: and, and he hits the guy in the chest mm-hmm. and he's at fault well what how are you did supposed it? to do
2: oh let him catch it no the NFL you you simply tackle the dude and you tackle him hard but you don't lead Coach, there's,
3: there's, it's an instinct. Okay, someone comes through. He didn't even, like, he didn't launch himself, mm-hmm. number one. He didn't launch himself. All he did was, basically, he was standing there. The ball was thrown. He turned and hit the dude.
2: Yeah, but but how did he, you're, uh, that's not quite an accurate description. He well, lowered. Uh, you describe how it happened. He, oh, well, of course, he
3: lowered his shoulder. You don't hit somebody standing straight up, you get run over.
2: Lowered his shoulder and used his head, kind of, right?
3: little helmet contact yeah, he, there? He put he some helmet contact on the guy's chest, yeah. Why did. could he, he have not made
2: the same play, Big Dog? same play. The guy's coming across the middle. I want to put him down, maybe strip the ball, use my two arms, slide my head to the side, wrap him up in the chest, bring him down, and while I'm bringing him down, try to strip the football. He could have made that same play without possibly paralyzing the poor dude.
3: No, no, there's other plays that I agree that's exactly how the guy should tackle. I couldn't agree more with you, Coach. That's what my problem is. You you. You always say you got an open mind. You don't hear what I, what I say. I agree that that is exactly how you should tackle somebody. That was a bang bang play where the legitimately, all of a sudden, Dante Jackson was in the guy's. He he shouldn't be fined because he couldn't get his head out of the way.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: When When you have a guy that is running at somebody, don't forget, Dante Robinson was standing there, okay? He didn't run to the play. It isn't like he had a chance to measure the guy's body up. Mm-hmm. It was the ball was right on top of him. He All turned, right. and, and you're right. The, the crown of his helmet hit the middle of his chest. But the, they show other like the, there's other ones. I couldn't agree more. When you are able to yep. take steps in the people and then launching,
0: mm-hmm. I just the
3: the, Don, the 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 Dante Robinson Deshaun Jackson one to me is a horrible example
0: for you. Yep. To me, okay. that's
3: exactly that's my All example. Right. Well, of, you're, you're the one who brought is in a horrible position as a defensive player and doesn't have any chance to do to basically measure the guy up throw his shoulder into the guy's sternum and mm-hmm. and rip at the ball uh, that, that, that is exactly how you should do it that's you don't, right. don't act like i'm I'm out there for blood and it's, I'm gonna take the the and I'm concerned they're going to take the punishment or the, the hits
2: out of the NFL. Uh, you're you're the one who brought up that particular example. Maybe, maybe that particular example, not a, a good one. But I'm telling you, 80 to 90% of the hits, not just this year, not just the past week, that have been in question, I have watched. And to me, most of those decisions are incorrect when I say incorrect by the uh, – Defensive player, if they're fined by the NFL, I think they were exactly right in their finding their own necessary hits. And here's the part that is killing me as I'm driving around listening to sports talk radio and all these sports talk hosts and even some of the NFL players talking about babying the league and are taking the hitting away. They are not taking hitting away from the league. You want to get excited about hitting big deal? Do- I'll tell you where I get excited about hitting. When I see a blocker square up against a linebacker and pancake him and put him down. That, I'll get excited. That's a football hit. When I see an offensive lineman straight up with a defensive lineman, and there's a running play, and he just shoves him to the side, and maybe at the end of it drives him to the ground, that gets me excited. That's what I'm talking about on football. When I see a defensive linebacker in the open field, a running back gets a screen pass, squares up, heads down the field, one-on-one tackle, chops his feet, drives into run the running back, drives him back, puts him to the ground. That's what gets me excited, big dog. There can still be hitting in football. Plenty of hitting. Just get rid of the crappy, dirty stuff. That's all I'm saying.
3: I couldn't agree more with what you're saying, Coach. Okay, the problem is they're putting too many of these defensive players in a quandary of what's legal, what is what is illegal. So I'm just going to have to disagree with that point. About it. There's a lot of these hits that are staying early. I don't know what the defensive player is supposed to do at some of these times. And I, I agree, you shouldn't launch helmet to helmet and defenseless players. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Some of the stuff they're calling defenseless, it, it cracks up. I thought Mark Sheldon put it, Sheldon, whatever, Stink, put it perfectly. He was like, you know, the NFL is complaining about all these, oh, we're worried about player safety. There's 137 different claims uh, for, that, the NFL, that players are trying to get the NFL to pay for their. Uh, for their injuries that they that they uh, received during football games, mm-hmm. and the NFL is fighting to pay all those. So if they care so much about the players' health, why aren't they taking care of the players that get hurt playing? Legitimate
2: NFL games? point. Legitimate point. No question I, I, about
3: I'm it. I'm just sick of the way the NFL is. Tr- they're trying to wash their hands with this. saying, "Oh, we're we're making a statement. We're trying to get the hard hits out," and they're also putting people in position that I, to honestly, coach, I, I agree everything you just said. But there's there's situations football players get put in that there's nothing they can do about it. They either don't make the play or they either make a devastating hit. Mm, Sam. Okay? That's exactly what happened to Dante Robinson. Yeah, that guy gets signed for it. And, and then they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, we're trying to take care of our players. No, you're not trying to take care of your players. And if you're trying to take care of your players and you didn't want the big hits, then you wouldn't sell moment of impact yeah. uh, DVDs. In the NFL right now, it, it, if you want to take those type of cheap hits out, Coach, I understand, and I at you for that, okay? But I, I'm all I'm saying is I do not like the way the NFL is addressing this. I, I don't like the way they're being total hypocrites about it. And and the only the, the first bright the first note that I saw that this thing is maybe they did the right thing is they actually showed what the proper hit is, mm-hmm. and it was a hit earlier this Good. year where Ray Lewis came flying up on uh, uh on Dustin Keller, a okay forearm right in the middle of the dude's chest while he was catching the football. His head was up, looking up, and to the side. Mm-hmm. So, number one, Ray Lewis wasn't going to break his neck. Mm-hmm. Number two, Dustin Keller wasn't getting a helmet-to-helmet shot. And number three, there was no way he was catching that football. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's the most perfect tackle that has been done this season. Remember when I even brought it up the day after, I was like, Good. did you see the hit? Ray Le- he didn't launch. And by the way, when you launch, you don't hit the guy as hard. So That's my mm-hmm. own personal opinion. Good in the ground at the moment of impact, so that way you jar the guy as much as you possibly freaking can.
2: And I like the fact that the NFL, was not aware of this, but I like the fact that the NFL is not just criticizing, but they're also showing, hey, specifically, this is the kind of but hard they, they, hits they that we
3: problem want. Is they they brought up the Dante Robinson thing, and the Coach, I really don't know what the guy was supposed all to right, do.
2: All right, let, let's get off the Dante Robinson high-horse. You may be right on that particular instance. Okay. But, but let's talk a little bit more general rules down the road and, in where the NFL might be heading. And, uh, you know, and I agree with most of what you said. And you're, I'm a little bit in the gray area where you've, you're coming on the, where the NF, what direction the NFL should take. You're a little bit in the middle. And maybe that's just, the proper I, I, place I don't to be.
3: Think they should be finding these guys like they do or, or, or throwing suspensions and then also, uh, glorifying and selling DVDs saying, Hey, look at these big hits.
2: Okay but, okay, but you okay, also they, said they, that... They,
3: they sell they sell DVD videos yeah. with helmet after helmet. Right. Uh, the helmet to helmet hits after helmet to helmet hits it just over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then they're finding these guys? All right.
0: So,
2: I, so
3: what, what, that, what's your point? You're, trying, you're making money off it, but then you're going to find these guys. for that's,
2: doing a, it. that's a legitimate quandary. I'll give you that one. I'll let the NFL respond to that. They're but They're a uh, high, but,
3: but, high and mighty corporation that needs to get their act together.
2: Well, and again, I, I'm supporting... Even though that's a bit of a quandary out there, I'm supporting what they're doing right now in the NFL. I think it's a long time coming, and I think they're right in these decisions. Now, the fact that they might be selling the hard hits, that's a whole other thing. But I agree with the way they're, they're uh, rather significantly trying to limit, if not eliminate, some of the hard hits, cheap shots. But I'm still a little bit unclear to get your position straight. It sounds like, Big Dog, you kind of agree that some of those hits are cheap shots. But,
3: but they absolutely are. That's what you're getting wrong with me, coach. Okay, well, I'm trying to clear when You're talking about guys where the ball is 10 feet over his head, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's looking in at the quarterback, and all of a sudden some guy throws himself helmet to helmet on the dude. You don't got to do that. But there are certain situations you go helmet to helmet on guys where, oh, that's a cheap hit. No, it wasn't. It was a guy in the situation they had to make a tackle.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Maybe. And that's, that's the only thing. I really think some of the, the find on Brandon Merriweather was too light. Jerome Harrison, in my opinion, James Harrison, excuse me, getting fined at all was ridiculous. A mm-hmm. guy like was running down the line of scrimmage, a guy cuts up the field, he hits the dude, it happened to be helmet to helmet, and they're, they're acting well, like what do you, what do you mean it somebody.
2: happened to be helmet to helmet. You he could so have avoided it. On, the, on, the one on Joshua Cribbs
3: had the ball, was running up the field, yeah. made a tackle on a dude. The Muhammad Massequai one, I could understand, he he launched into the helmet, but that the other one, what mm-hmm. he did on Josh Cribbs, that's ridiculous that they actually use that as one of the ones that, oh, you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm.
2: The guy had the football and
3: turned up field. What was uh, he supposed to do? I have Trip not. Him? Oh, that's illegal too.
2: I have not seen that particular one. Let me throw this out at you. Would this help? Let's take the word dirty. Let's take the word cheap out of the hits. Here's the terminology I think they should go with. Uh unnecessarily dangerous. Okay? Unnecessarily dangerous. You could have made the tackle another way. You could have hit him. It was unnecessarily dangerous. That, to me, cuts to the chase. You're going to give referee some judgment. Obviously, the guys that review the film later on, they've got a lot more time to look at it, but unnecessarily dangerous. Those are the two words that I think hit to the core of the separation of what's a legal hit and what's not. To you. To you.
3: But not to an NFL tackler. Well, it should be to an NFL tackler. What's unnecessarily dangerous to a guy who will have to go bag groceries if he gets cut? Because he is playing tentatively, coach. And you can say, "Oh, that that's not going to change the way yeah, a guy plays." No, you that's, don't know yeah. that is absolutely false.
2: No, that's Guys not false. No, 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 no. I'm gonna to- I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you. I will not agree with that particular. I agree with some of your other stuff. I'll stop you right there. I do, I think a guy can play plenty aggressive. Play like an animal out on the football field. That particular rule, hey, don't be unnecessarily dangerous. That's not going to change the aggressiveness of the game, saw? So I no, I think the guy who could be bagging groceries if he misses a couple tackles, he doesn't need to interpret that play as aggressive as you want. Just don't be unnecessarily dangerous.
3: Okay, I just don't like your terminology. Okay? I love that terminology. You need to show. They have something like that, like uh, like unnecessarily devastating or whatever the heck they they talk about. I just don't like the terminology mm-hmm. for uh, kids that probably don't even know how to read, okay? They they don't know what that stuff means, Coach. You have to, like, show these guys oh, what the difference is. I don't know, about and, you, know that. you can get upset about it, but this is so, real. Most of those guys are freaking
2: retarded, okay? So, no, I don't, no, not okay. I, I, don't, I would not agree with that statement. You're telling me the that it would be a, a decent rule, but the NFL play, defensive players are not able to understand what is and what isn't, yeah. a dangerously uh, – unnecessary, dangerous
3: – One, because – not a majority, but some of them won't understand the terminology. And number two, it's a gray area of terminology. It's subjective. That the, for both of those reasons that I'm saying.
2: Yeah, well, you're right. Okay. I mean, it has to be subjective. What, what can I tell you? You can't – it's very hard to put a rule in that, you know – well, if make you're it black and white. There's going to be and find them more than what teachers
3: make in a year. You should have some type of concrete evidence. This is right. This is wrong. Uh, that's. Uh, but I will say this: you want to stop those types of hits. You talk about the guys that have been paralyzed and uh, mm-hmm. by leading with their head. Okay, forget about your fines. Forget about uh, the fact that you might hurt somebody really, really bad just by playing the game. What could it do to yourself? You might be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. Forget about the concussion you'll give somebody else. Mm-hmm. Normally, yeah, those guys get concussions that you hit. But when you hit somebody wrong leading with your head, you can break your neck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, maybe, you will get...
3: maybe, maybe that could wake these guys up. And by the way, before you start acting like I'm some bloodthirsty dude, <laughs> my I, I, I was showing my buddies this the other day. The if All you got to do is just put up, just type, Google this or, or YouTube this. Put this phrase in. Dick night train lane big hit okay people and and if you want to end big hits you want to end if you want to take out that gray area of, of what i think is gray area for your coach is you can say it isn't but to me your terminology left a lot of gray area you take the face mask and you put leather helmets on these guys mm-hmm. and you know what nobody's leaning with their head anymore mm-hmm. and, if, and if you say there can't be big hits like I said, people go to YouTube, yep. Night Train Lane, big hit. Yep. He doesn't wear a face mask. You're exactly you right. What he's doing to people, oh my goodness, those mm-hmm. are better hits than anything I've seen yeah. this whole entire year.
2: I completely okay. agree. People, oh, you know, I won't see the big hits. It won't be the physical gain that we're used to. Plenty physical, plenty you, aggressive.
3: You throw an elbow yeah. right in the middle of somebody's sternum and they yeah. run it over the middle. Yep. You know what? Both those guys get up. You mm-hmm. get up, the other guy gets up. The only you, front. you know the only what?
2: Thing I- is, yeah. I've it's watched like I men's, I've refereed, I've watched, I've run uh, organized leagues for men's flag football. This is going to sound pretty ridiculous. Ex high school and college players, no pads at all. You know what? That's a hell of a physical game. They're beating on each other on the blocking and the line play. Uh, obviously when a guy, you know, gets the ball, you can't tackle him, but it's a real physical game. You watch the game, it's really aggressive. Now that's the extreme, obviously, but I absolutely agree with you. And then that's why I've I've gotten so upset listening to all the sports radio driving around in the last week, how we're pussifying the game and how we're, you know, taking all the hard hits. You're not taking the hard hits out of the game. You can have plenty of physical play. We can all get our, um, what is it? You know, sublimate our aggressive desires by watching NFL football game, and we can do it without seeing cheap hits. So stop crying out there, people, and, and I, tackle the guy legally.
3: I got my aggressiveness out on my, my eight-year-old nephew. I just take him on the backyard. I line him up. I hammer him every once in a while.
2: Yeah, but I heard he's getting but tough. I don't do it
3: helmet to helmet. I do it chest to chest the way uh-huh. you're supposed to, coach. Yeah, drop, my, drop my hip, throw my chest right through the kid. My head's up, so I know where he's going. <laughs> it's perfect form tackling. He's getting used to it, though, coach. It might have stunned his growth, though. <laughs>
2: Eight year old nephew, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. I tell All you, the right. kid can take a beating.
2: Be careful. Just wait until he's 11 or 12. He might start throwing the forearm shiver against his favorite uncle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, big dog, let's talk about the games. You want to go, I'll let you uh, decide. You want to go college? or NFL first.
3: So basically you want to go college first, right, Coach? Because you asked me what I want.
2: <laughs> All right. they'll talk a little college football, get to the NFL games, and make our beat the Schmoes. Football picks, Football Friday continues. Big Dog and the coach at your service back in twenty eight point five seconds.
1: are open for your calls on two guys and a mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Big dog, Joel
2: Radwanski in the house with the coach. It is a football Friday. You want to join us for a little football talk. You are more than welcome. In fact, I'd be happy to cut the big dog's microphone off and talk to you. The listener instead, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, talk to me. It's going to be a beautiful autumn Saturday, cool and crisp across the country for college football. Great weekend, meat and potatoes part of the season. What's getting you excited? You got any upsets out there? What teams look good? Uh Show me some love and some college football.
3: Oh, you know, I got all kinds of upsets, Coach. That That's what it's all about. There are a bunch of great games this week. You got Missouri hosting Oklahoma. woo don't know if Mizzou, who has played very well so far, but their biggest win of the season has been uh, over Illinois. You know, So I don't know how great that particular team is. They're playing yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma looks phenomenal at this point.
2: By the way, uh, one of our uh, assistant to the assistant producers, uh, all, we also call him the ass to the ass, informed me that uh, the, the last 20 times Oklahoma and Missouri have played 19 wins for Oklahoma. I was shocked. And somewhat dismayed by that particular statistic.
3: Yeah, that that doesn't shock me at all. That's normally wow. the beatdown they give to the yeah. uh, to their, the what do you call it the the Missouri Tigers. They usually pound on them, yeah, But that's that,
2: a that's a good Missouri team. Nineteen of the last twenty. That's amazing. Yeah, but Oklahoma. Yeah, you're right. Missouri has been
3: good, yep. and Oklahoma has been elite. Yes. And there's been some beatdowns. I mean, there's been a couple of years where Missouri. Oh, this is the year Missouri gets them, and like mm-hmm. it's, it's fifty nine to nothing.
2: Well, and to add insult to our beloved Missouri Tiger fans out there, the one year that they won, like I think it was 2007, later in that same year they played for the Big 12 championship in Oklahoma knocked them off.
3: Yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah. That, that, that's a
2: point I
0: wanted
3: so, to bring up. Yeah, so, but I'm thinking it's going to be a ball game. I don't think it's an Oklahoma cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Even though every time Oklahoma has played an average team this year, it's been a close game, and whenever they've played a good team this year, they have Absolutely destroyed them. If they played a bad team like Iowa State, the game mm-hmm. was over with in the first four minutes. You know, so uh, I, I, this I'm I'm thinking the fact that it's in Columbia, uh, it, it's it's Missouri's biggest game this whole entire season.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I I do think they get it done. Uh, they're going to get it done. So. Okay. So, even I know obviously Kansas is their, their biggest rival, but I, I think they're looking more at Oklahoma than Kansas this particular year. Moving but on. That's not going to be part of my beat this most. A couple of other good, like Nebraska, Oklahoma State. Can Woo! Nebraska rebound? Can good Oklahoma ball. State continue on the roll
2: that they're going at? I was surprised, uh, though. Uh, I was surprised, though. Oklahoma State, uh, undefeated. That caught me by surprise.
3: They haven't really played much, and they've been under the radar, and they've had a bunch of close games against average teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm not about to bash Oklahoma State by beating some average teams, but they they haven't lost yet. But I, I am not a believer. I'm not on board yet. I'm definitely on board Michigan State. Their first undefeated. They're they the deepest they've been undefeated this far into a season since 1966. And uh, but they're going to have their hands full going to Ryan Field and mm-hmm. taking on Northwestern. Coast. Northwestern's a pretty good team. And that, that field will put you to sleep, you know, so the State better come out to play.
2: <laughs> well, there's the, there's the old underhanded compliment to my Northwestern ball club.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not, I know you go to the games, coach, and, and, and I'm not, not. not
2: <laughs> Normally, you. it's, you know, you get, you get intimidated by the other team's crowd. You got to come into whatever stadium. Northwestern, you got to be careful. That place will put you to sleep. Well,
3: the, 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 the MAC teams, you know, it's, it's kind yeah. of like a MAC atmosphere. Yep. You know, and, and, you know it's, it's a phenomenal school. They've had great football. Not great football. They've had very good football, especially since, like, 1995. Mm-hmm. But uh, y- y- you have to admit, it's a little strange. These guys are, like, you know, Michigan State's gonna you know, they play in front of 85,000 almost every week. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're going to come in front of 38,000. And a lot of them will be their fans. And, and, and there's a reason why, Coach, you go to these games and you get tickets for 15 bucks, and you sit 50-yard line.
2: $10 last week.
3: Okay, there you go. There you go. And I'm not. That's awesome that you go out there. And I wish more people in the city of Chicago, or at least the northern part of the city, supported Northwestern and made it a little bit more of a rabid atmosphere. And I would go to more games if I did live in Aurora. Seriously, coach. I used to go to uh, a, a Northwestern game, their night game that they had. They usually have one or two night games a year. Yep. I'd go every single year to one of the night games. And it's you know it's just too much of a pain right now to go. I wish more people made it. A crazy atmosphere.
2: Aren't you proud of my loyalty to a school that turned me down three consecutive times academically when I wanted to attend college there? But You're I still a legacy. I still root for the ball club. I think that says something about my uh, loyalty to the franchise.
3: Yeah, it also it also shows your senility considering the fact that, like when Northwestern plays Illinois, you went to Illinois, but you root yes, for Northwestern and they turned correct. you down. That's correct. So basically, you root for the girl that you could never have.
2: Seems that way. If you want to get psychological, yes.
3: I get done. I get. I'm. I'm through with those girls immediately. You don't want me. Okay. This is what you can't have, sweetie. Right.
2: By the way, I was on the Spartan bandwagon after about week number two, so I'm right with you on that one. They're awfully good. What uh, other games that you uh, see that could be interesting out there?
3: Oh, the, the, well, the, the, a bunch of games that you know could be interesting this particular weekend. But uh, I, I guess the the biggest one, if it isn't going to be Missouri, Oklahoma. It's got to be LSU Auburn coach, and That's Woo-hoo! also might beat the wow. Schmoes, or it's or it's wow. Iowa, Wisconsin. Awfully those good. are the two biggest games uh, I think on the slate this weekend, uh, and both those games are beat the Schmoes.
2: Mm. Iowa Hawkeye hosting the Wisconsin Badgers Big Ten battle with Ohio State getting beaten. Big dog, that makes that game even more interesting. Uh, the winner there will what tie with Michigan sure. State for the Big Ten lead.
3: Yes. Yes, they will. Uh, they'll be tied with Michigan State, okay. uh, and obviously Michigan State because they won all their non-conference games mm-hmm. would technically have a tiebreaker. But uh, I think Michigan State and Iowa actually play each other this year.
2: So Ohio so, State, which was the number one ranked team in the country, correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of this week they could be fourth in the Big Ten, even if they win.
0: Yes, yes,
3: because yeah, you're talking. Uh, yeah, with, well, Wisconsin. We'll right. be ahead of them if they lose. The Iowa will beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin mm-hmm. will be ahead of Ohio State. Okay. And Michigan State would also be ahead.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because if they beat Northwestern, so you're talking about three teams, would be ahead of, of Ohio State.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, for transcripts of uh, the Big Dog's Big Ten analysis, you can write us here at thetalkzone.com. I don't know why you would want to, but you can. What about your Illinois Fighting Illinois team, Big Dog? This could be a trap game. Indiana University... A little bit short talent wise, they lost their lead running back. That's gonna hurt them. but they have a quarterback that Ron Zook and I agree with him. I don't think he's pulling a Lee Holtz, a Lou Holtz. He says, and they've faced Terrell Pryor, they've faced Kirk Cousins, they faced uh uh the kid from Wisconsin. He Old says lead, Ben Chappell, yeah, was it this year. Ben Champel, the Indiana quarterback, is the best quarterback they've seen on film all year.
3: He is crazy. He's has Ron Zook is crazy. Cousins is better than him. He's already played Blaine Gibbert of Missouri, the, 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 the Chapel, and you. I, you I, I've been talking about Chapel all season long. I think Chapel is you know in the top ten percent. He's one of the top twelve quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. He's not better than Cousins or Gibbert, Coach, and know, mm-hmm. he's played both those guys already this particular year. No NFL,
2: uh, will we be seeing a Ben Chapel who's a fifth year senior? It seems like he's been in Indiana for about twelve years. I'm sure. Ben himself would say it feels like that because they haven't exactly won while he's there. Is Ben Chapboy legit NFL prospect down the road? Well,
3: Jim Thorpe in the NFL, coach. Rex Grossman's in the NFL.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. So he is definitely a prospect, and you know I'm gonna, yeah, I'm really good at looking at a linebacker, defensive end, or a tight end, or offensive lineman, and I'm legitimately my. How often I am correct about those guys? I'm going to pat myself on the back real quick. Is really good. I don't know what it is. I cannot take a freaking quarterback. I, I I I can't. I cannot do it. If I tell you something about a quarterback, whether he's going to be good or bad, do the exact opposite and you'll be right. But if I'm talking about oh this guy's a weak side linebacker, he's mm-hmm. explosive. He can he can tackle. He can return stuff for touchdowns. I'll be right. But not about okay. quarterbacks. Coach. So you ask me about Ben Chaplin, I'm going to just give okay. you the question mark and the right. finger.
2: Fair enough. (laughs) I'll take the former, not the latter. Thank you very much. Emailer, uh, Loopy Larry from Lincolnwood wants to know your thoughts on Notre Dame. They've won four games in a row. They're taking on one of their nemesis of late. Uh, the Navy midshipmen who beat them two of the last three times. Notre Dame is banged up. Big dog Kyle Rudolph injured. A couple of their receivers are injured. How would you answer, uh, Loopy Larry from Lincolnwood? What do you think of Notre Dame's chances?
3: Uh, yeah. Notre Dame, they will. I, maybe the fact that they're banged up, maybe the fact that they've lost uh, uh, to Navy in the last couple of years, they will be a wake for them. You know what I mean? They they realize they got to give it their all. And, and the fact this isn't as good of a Navy team as we've seen over the last like yep. you know like five to eight years. Notre Dame is gonna win this week. They're gonna win their next four or five games until they okay. we'll, until they play USC. Then we'll figure it out. Uh, but they will miss Kyle Rudolph, who is the second-best tight end in America mm-hmm. this year. So that, that's okay. going to be a huge loss right. for uh, for Notre Dame. That guy was a weapon, Coach. So the receiving tight end in the country, too.
2: Loopy so, Larry can uh, sleep well tonight knowing his N.D. team should be okay tomorrow.
3: They, they should be okay, Coach. Mm-hmm. They definitely should be okay.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. All right, let's talk a little NFL football real quick. And football Friday here on the two guys in a Mike Joe college football, NFL football. We'll try, can't promise, try to sneak in a little October baseball talk too. Classic game yesterday, but real quick in the NFL, our Chicago Bears taking on the Washington Redskins. The Bears, one of the worst offenses in the NFL, big dog taking on the Washington Redskins, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It's the opposite. Of the immovable object against the irresistible force where we talk about great offense against great defense, this is bad offense versus bad defense. Who comes through in this one?
3: Oh, brother. You know, <laughs> here's the one thing I'll say about the Chicago Bears, and this is a really bad way to, to pick this team. The worse they look, the better they play the next week. So I would, I would have to say that the way this year has gone, they should play well against the Redskins because they're mad and they want to prove something. This team mm-hmm. is so unprofessional when it comes to that particular instance, Coach. It drives me crazy.
2: Okay, What do you think Uh you've watched the Redskin offense here in your film study that you do for the two guys in a mic show? Donovan McNabb, what has he added to the offense? Stats have been pretty good, but uh, McNabb as the quarterback still looks weird to see him wearing a Washington Redskins uniform. But in your film study, what have you seen from D. McNabb and the Redskins?
3: He's still making plays. His numbers have been you know, not good. you know, cause, But he's making plays for the, to help them win games. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a much, much improvement over what they had at the quarterback position the last couple of years. And if Quint Portis was healthy, I think McNabb would be a lot better. He's never really had an every down, just handed to a back that you can mm-hmm. play action off of. All the running backs that he ever had with the Eagles were like these guys that you know, you pitch it to, they run outside, or you throw a screen to them. So uh, I I think McNabb will be much better off when they get Clinton Portis. The problem is they don't. they got Ryan Terrain, who isn't all that great, even though he did run for 100 yards last week. The, the Redskins' offense is basically a bunch of nobodies, and uh, Donovan McNabb with a decent tight end and Chris Cooley and Santana Moss. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: the Bears should be able to control them.
2: They uh- should. I know you're uh, on scene studying the team, and uh, you've uh, talked to some of the medical people. What are we hearing about Lance? Briggs are all pro linebacker. Now, Brian Ewu, by the way, did a nice job filling in. He did a real nice job. We'd all like to yeah. see Lance Briggs back. What In uh, your talks to the team doctors, what do we hear about Lance Briggs playing this Sunday?
3: No, the boot was off, and he's, he's uh, practiced half speed this week. So I want to tell you this. I love Lance Briggs, and they're much better off with him in the lineup and there without him. Okay. But the drop-off right now that is Brian Ewu kid has not been bad. He nope. played really well against the
0: Seahawks.
3: Mm-hmm. He was the bright spot defensively, I thought. Yeah, uh, had nine it? tackles. Yeah, and, nine and, and, tackles. And there, was, it, there was nine tackles going downhill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they were uh, they were running right at him. He was, he was making plays around the field, so I was really happy. With Ewu's play, uh the former Jaguar on yeah. on, on
2: Sunday. While I'm at it, because we're uh, deeply concerned about you, Big Dog, what do the Bears medical people say about your condition? How's the blood pressure? The cholesterol okay? Did they give you any uh did they make you turn and cough?
3: Yes, way too many times, coach. Really? Yeah.
2: They have any suggestions for you or you're looking pretty healthy. I know the Bears medical people like to help out when they can
3: Well uh they were. They basically were like, since you don't have insurance, we're not going to tell you what's wrong with you, so we won't. You won't have a pre-existing condition.
2: See, I th- <laughs> that's a comforting thought. Yeah. Long as you, long as you don't have insurance, you've got no pre-existing conditions, huh?
3: Yeah, exactly. They were like, we don't yeah. even really want to tell you. I, what's yeah, you with know
2: you. what? I don't have a medical degree, Big Dog. I've known you for uh, the better part, close to a decade now. I can tell you this: uh, you've got lots of pre-existing conditions. Some of them medical, and others not so medical. All right. <laughs> 888-463-6748. Before the show lets up, I might as well get this out of the way. Uh, big dog, uh, or I should say Ron Santum. If you could tell us a little bit about Texas Ranger pitcher tonight, Colby Lewis. Never heard of Colby Lewis before. Give the fans a little uh, indication of what Colby Lewis might do against the New York Yankee.
3: Uh, well, Patrick, uh, Colby Lewis, uh, uh he's righty. Uh, he likes to uh, keep the ball down in the zone. Uh, he does. And he uh, likes to keep the hitters off balance. Really? Uh, and uh, he likes to pitch ahead in the count. He does? Yes. Shocking. Yes. Loves to pitch ahead in the count. Shocking.
2: So. Thank you very much, Ron. That's the same thing you said about the last 42 pitchers, but uh, now I feel like I know Colby Lewis a little bit better. All right. Are we ready for our uh, Beat the Schmoes NFL football picks? I'm sorry, uh, not yeah, NFL. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm sorry. So. I said Beat the Schmoes. Football picks. And, we of course, we talked Bears-Reds because we didn't talk about any of the other NFL games. Uh Some of the better ones, Eagles and Titans, not bad. Steelers and Dolphins. I don't know how you see that one coming out. Two pretty good teams right there, big dog. Uh Vikings and Packers. Let me ask you about that one. Northern Division matchup. Vikes at the Packers. Vikings coming off a big win against Dallas. It's at Green Bay. But the Packers, sort of like Notre Dame now, are significantly banged up.
3: Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Go, pack, go! I, I, I think the Vikings right now are in better condition than the Packers. I'm just rooting for the Packers to put a beat down on number four, Brett Favre.
2: It's weird to say right now, Brett Favre or not, but the Vikings might be two and four. They might be the favorite right now to win the NFC North at two and four.
3: Yeah, wait until Tavarius Jackson is playing. I, I, his career is going to end this week, coach.
2: Tavarius or game. Brett Favre?
3: Brett Favre.
2: Okay. See, Brett Favre's wife actually made an appearance before the media. I was surprised. And I surprised. know
3: you're gonna be like, "Oh, she's such a strong woman. I'm so proud of her." Yeah, you know, I was what, proud of her.
2: Very uh,
1: classic. She's yeah. actually she's pushing a book or something. She's making the yeah. rounds. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's pushing
3: a book. So is Brett. She, she's not. She's willing to, to to get the word out about her book, but she's not willing to answer questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Either or, woman. Either or. Okay. Her
2: faith. or The the theme of Deanna Favre. And please don't take shots at the beautiful, lovely, if not somewhat entrusted Deanna Favre. Her basic message was, uh, and she didn't get into specifics, but faith will get me through this as it has all my other difficult times in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: So, and, and, yeah, basically. So if you have a, a cheating scoundrel of a husband, mm-hmm. just, just believe in God and everything will be okay.
2: You got to have faith. Yeah. Actually, I think Brett, uh, Brett Favre had faith about six weeks ago, but that's a whole different story. I think her name was Faith. But I don't think it was Jack, Faith Hill. No, Faith, I think it was Faith Jenkins or something. Like that that. Hey, how? Blue 42, red, 17, split left, split left, audible, audible. Mike Marks, please give Jay Cutler the opportunity to audible. Blue 49, ready, set. Ah, right, we're gonna beat the smallest football picks here. It's a... Friday's staple here on the two guys at a mic show, the Schmoes. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We here on the two guys at a mic show play Beat the Schmoes. If you want to try to beat us, you can do it via the phone lines. Call us up at 888-463-6748. Pick any three games. You want to email your three games in and pick it against the point spread, by the way. You can do that at Mike2GuysAOL.com. M-I-C in the number two. Mike2GuysAOL.com. Big dog, uh, I ask you each week, I'll let you decide. Lead off? You feel like advancing the runner, the two better. or You want to clean up today in the three spot.
3: You know, I'll bet leadoff. Okay. And I want you guys to, to pipe in every once in a while on my picks. I'm more than willing to rip and bash yours. Okay. Okay. So uh, I I am hoping that eventually you guys will actually start bashing mine. Okay, but uh, I'll do it. Uh, I'll start off real quick. The, the bashing uh, might do.
2: start sooner than later.
3: I, I I like the Northwestern Wildcats plus the eight and a half at home. Against the Michigan State Spartans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Spartans are the best team in the Big Ten so far. But Northwestern, they'll lull you to sleep. They'll run the ball. Next thing you know, Michigan State's going to have to make plays in the fourth yep. quarter yep. in order to get out of Evanston with a win. I'm,
2: I'm with you on that one on the rebound. My first instinct was to take that game and say, oh, Michigan State's going to blow out Northwestern. That was my first instinct. But then I caught the drift, the same drift that you're getting, that Northwestern might. Uh, might surprise him a little bit, so I'm kind of with you on that one.
3: I, I go, I always go with my early week pick. You know, so you're like, why do you pick him early in the week? Because I just watched the football game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, like sometimes I, when I see a team play with a lot of emotion, leaving on the field, I usually pick against them. Okay. So, but okay. Uh, so week number two, talking about a team leaving it on the field. Auburn LSU coach going to pick against wow. Les Miles. Les Miles is the gambler, getting six and a half against Auburn. Auburn has been dominating people, but they've also been playing teams that can't tackle like Arkansas. LSU mm-hmm. has the best defense in the country. Wow. Give me the best defense dun, dun, in the dun, country dun, dun, versus the best dun, dun, offense in the country. Uh, six and a half points dun, for the dun, best dun, defense dun, dun, in the country. Dun, 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 I will dun, dun, take dun, dun, dun.
2: it. Big dog riding out in the wild, wild west with Les Miles leading the uh, leading the troops. Huh? Surprise pick. I thought you were going to go Auburn's way.
3: I don't know. I'm going. To, okay. I will always take the defensive team over the offensive team. And and LSU has 11 NFL players starting on defense, 11
2: coaches. you got Auburn coming off that wild 65-42 game against Arkansas. They might just be flat-out tired from that game. On the other hand, they're at home. And those Auburn fans, big dog, they know how to party. They know how to tailgate. They will not, like a team you just mentioned, a team I root for, put another team to sleep. Those Auburn fans will be rocking and rolling. LSU won't get intimidated, though.
3: No, oh, no, no. There's that. There's Terrence Tolliver. You know, all, all they've got playmakers all over the field, and the best player in the country this year, who I might even take number one overall
0: Woo-hoo!
3: if I was a draft guy, plays for uh, the LSU Tigers by the name of Patrick Peterson. The what people, He'll have a, he'll have some type of return for a touchdown in this game, and that'll be the difference. What is and I'm not picking them to cover. Of course, I'm going to take the six and a half points for beat the most He's going to win the football game,
2: coach. Patrick Peterson, wide receiver, running back, corner, and return man. Gotcha. And and coach, he's a two hundred and thirty pound cornerback.
0: Wow.
3: And he might be the fastest player in the country. Wow. He's a freak. Patrick. An absolute freak. He's been. He's been an all American. He's already. He's a returning first team all American. You know this guy is so. Not only is he the freak physically, he's a freak on the football field. So, number seven, just watch him. You will be thoroughly and utterly impressed if you Marking him game. down.
2: All right, we're up against the clock a little bit. We've got to get David Olson's beat the Schmoes picks as well. I'll but take, game three for the doggage.
3: I'll take Iowa minus the five Woo! against Wisconsin. Come on. And I don't, is it four and a half now? I would like to take the four and a half. I've seen it that way.
2: You know what? I'm in a giving mood. We'll go four and a half. Okay. Four and a half. Iowa over. We'll you're going to give up the four and a half.
3: Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. I'm taking okay. Iowa. Right. As a as a four and a half
2: point favorite. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Beat the Schmoes, you two could play. Eight eight eight, four, six, three, sixty seven forty eight, batting in the two spot. The ultimate complimentary player, a man who will do anything to assist and to up the level of his teammates play, David awesome producer somewhat extraordinary. Uh keep it short and
1: sweet because we're running low on time. I'm going with three favorites in the NFL. Ah, like, uh, Pittsburgh over Miami. What? San Diego over New England. Come on. San Francisco over Carolina. Terrible. Love <laughs> San Diego over New England, by the way. Just to throw that out there. i gotta, I got to let that in sink
2: place. in. San Francisco over Carolina.
1: Yep. They're going back to Matt yep. Moore, and they're going to stay yep. undefeated.
2: I could, that that was Her, another initial impression. San Francisco, 49ers on a roll, but then I thought, you know what, going back to Matt Moore, Big Dog, somehow I think the second revitalization for Double M, he might have a big game.
3: The only, I think David is right, the only thing that worries me about this game is the fact that you have a West Coast team traveling across the country playing at 10 o'clock in the morning, but then again that, uh, their time, but then again that didn't affect the Seahawks last weekend. Singletary
2: will have them all in bed, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, Who'd you pick, San Diego over... San Diego or
1: over New England? Yeah, I like that. That game is in San Diego, and I just, I, I don't think the New
2: England secondary can yeah. keep up with San Diego. I kind of like that pick, but San Diego, man, they're there. They're they will mess you up. That's all yeah, I can that. say about San Diego. Yeah, exactly. I picked them two
3: and I'm scratching my head over it. Why did I do it?
2: <laughs> San Diego has messed up more educated football predictors in the last three years, would you say, Big Dog, than any other team?
3: They, it's hard to get a handle on them. It, I know about them, I, I, I think this is their game though. Okay. Like they, that they come out and they play awesome. Okay. You know, for the first time all year, I really do.
2: And and David, you pick Steelers over Miami. which should be a great game. Yeah, Steelers over Miami. Okay. All right,
3: very I'm good. I'm clueless yeah. on that one. I'm looking at that game, just shaking my head. I, I, I have no idea.
2: David Olsen, our tremendous schmo here, looking to overcome three consecutive one and two weeks. We wish you the best of luck, David. Big dog, I'm going to go in the college ranks for one game and take my Arkansas ball club. Arkansas at home, giving up 13 to the uh, Mississippi Rebel. I'm taking Arkansas. Ooh, that's
3: a tough one, Coach.
2: Game you, two, this yeah. could be a theme. Whoever the Bears play the week before, the Bears allow that team to gain great confidence. Witness the New York Giants. Witness the... Um, who did the team they play between the Giants and Seattle?
3: That would be Carolina.
2: Carolina didn't lose. Yeah, last week, that didn't. So. That didn't. That destroyed my theory. But I think the Seattle Seahawks have gained confidence from playing the Bear. They're playing a weak opponent, Arizona. Even though Arizona's three and two, I'm thinking the Seahawks at home, giving up whatever I'm giving up, four or five points. Four and a half, yeah. You like that? Uh,
3: it's a, it's, that's a lot of points right now, but they, they played awesome at home. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that.
2: And Marshawn Lynch. He has elevated the team as well. And my third game, I'm taking the big underdog on the road, the Cleveland Brown, plus 13 against the Saints. I'm kind of going with David Olson's theory that the Saints, not as good. It's not last year's team, and I think they're going to come back to earth.
1: Yeah, but they've kind of bounced back last couple of weeks. Right,
2: we'll see.
3: Uh, no doubt they bounced back last week. We'll I, was,
2: I
1: was like looking at that, too, and I'm like,
2: nah, you know, okay. it's, uh... it's the beauty. Beauty, of beat the Schmoes. You never know what one to pick or not. I'm going to take the Browns plus 13. Final thoughts, Big dog, as we head into a football Friday, and I promise at the end of the show I won't threaten to break one of your limbs.
3: I'm just happy that I can get out of this three-point stance I'm in right now.
2: <laughs> this is a great time of year to be a sports fan, though, wouldn't it? How about baseball playoffs real quick? Philadelphia had an emotional victory last night over San Francisco. Backs against the wall. Their bullpen, outstanding in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, would not it?
3: Yeah, isn't it? Roy Halladay was only able to pitch six innings because of a strained yep. groin. I mean, that's who would expect that? You're you're a reliever for the Phillies. You think you're taking the day off? Next thing you know, you're like, well, you're going to us in the sixth inning or the seventh inning? Are you serious? You know, so. Kid
2: Romero what, was good that's... in the seventh. Ryan Matson was unbelievable in the eighth inning, under pressure because it was a one, maybe two-run game at that point in the ninth inning. Uh, Brad Lidge was brilliant, too. The Philly bullpen coming through. Uh, when we reconvene on Monday, which two teams survive? You got the Yankees pulling it out?
3: Uh, Coach, that Philly versus Rangers. Wow.
2: All right. There it is. Big Dog, have a great weekend, and uh stay away from those little parlors, if you know what I mean, okay? I shall. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. We appreciate your tuning in here on a football Friday. We'll do it all over again next Monday at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Have a great week at talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic signing off.